You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that's the bad boy of public radio. I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm Laser. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Samantha. Uh, We have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in, folks. Uh, We have a bunch of news to go over, but first let's talk about some things we have been checking out this week. And special guest laser from American Gladiators. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I miss that show. I do miss that show, too. I really do. Yeah. I wanted to be on it so bad. (laughs) You wanted to get pelted with volleyballs by a muscle man? Like no seriously, like the gauntlet was like my favorite like game on the show. The gauntlet, the joust where they had the the giant foam Q-tips. No, 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 no. The gauntlet's the one where they're running between the different like cover barriers, launching tennis ball weapons. That's right. It was tennis balls. That's no, right. <laughs> no, I'm saying the um the joust. Did I say gauntlet? Oh. I meant joust. I meant joust. Yeah, with the with, with the, the, with the they were up on the platform with the foam Q-tips that they beat each other up with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you ever watch that uh, the remake of it with um, Muhammad Ali's daughter and Hollywood Hulk Hogan? No. Yeah, I think I, I think I remember it, but I don't think I really watched it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It's actually what helped uh, Gina Carano bridge the gap between MMA fighter and legit action star because she was. Oh man, I can't remember what gladiator name she was. She might have been wow. Crush. I think it was Crush. But, uh, but yeah, I, I remember, I have very fond memories of Saturday afternoons watching American Gladiators as a, as a wee lad. Yeah. Wasn't it on like after cartoons, it would be American Gladiators. It was, yeah, it was after cartoons and around the time that it stopped airing, that's when sci-fi channel started airing uh, mystery science theater. So it's kind of right around that <laughs> kind of age, but yeah, no, I loved I remember- American Glad- Gladiators. I remember it being like, cartoons are over, but I'm okay with this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is fine. I'm all right yeah. with this. <laughs> her, her name was Crush. It was Crush. All right. Good. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you remember a show? It came on kind of after cartoons also, and it was it was half, I think it was half fake, but half not. Oh, God, it was like some kind of martial arts show, and all these people had like a gimmick or something. Half they fake, all half fight- they, they fought over like a belt. Uh, it's it's it, it, r- called wrestling. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it on. Was on oh, Fox. was it like on an island or something? Maybe. <laughs> Survivor with punching. <laughs> Wait, I think I found it. Okay, what uh, is it? Oh, what's the name? Because it sounds familiar. W WMAC Masters. Yes. Yes, I do remember WMAC Masters. Yes, I do. It was it was like baby's first wrestling. Yeah, but instead of wrestling, they did karate. They did karate, yeah. It was super good. Like, I remember there was a guy that had like a tsunami crest on his chest or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was like the one I always like rooted for. Yeah, it was like a step. It was like the halfway point between Power Rangers and professional wrestling because yeah. it was real fights but fake stories and i think some of them had like no, fake powers or something <laughs> they were choreographed martial arts fights yeah 
is pre- it was produced by four kids. Oh, it was. Whoa. Okay. Yes, I do remember in, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In conjunction with the co-producers of Power Rangers, the Renaissance Atlantic films. Oh, see, there you go. So that makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's had, awesome. It had two seasons. <laughs> uh, Good times. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't remember. I don't remember this at nope. all. Oh, I used to watch the living dirt out of it. Oh, oh yeah. I have no, I have no idea what this is. Like some of these. Uh, oh man. <laughs> some of the um other people that were in this went on to do like GI Joe, Watchmen, Catwoman, Triple mm-hmm. <laughs> X, the next level. <laughs> oh god, it's so bad. It was choreographed in nature, and the competitors were legitimate martial artists. A couple of them actually went on to the Olympics and won the gold. See, that's awesome. Yeah, the, I used to, yeah, I used to watch that. I used to love that show. The real Dragon Star, the Olympic gold medal. Let's see here. You had some great names in here, like the Machine. That's what I'm. Lo- I'm it, looking. I'm trying to find like the list of of wrestler or fighter names. Yin Yang Man, Red Dragon. There's a guy in season two called Wizard. Yin Yang Man, <laughs> yes. Uh, Princess, Little Bam. Mm-hmm. Bam. In season one, as just in, as the Bam. Mouse, Olympus, Superstar, Star Warrior, Lady Lightning, Tiger Claw, Great Wolf. Great Wolf Lodge. <laughs> he went on to found Great Wolf Lodge. Well, actually, it used to be called Great Bear Lodge. Anyway, uh, Hollywood, character was never used. Uh, Turbo, Panther, Chameleon, Warlock, Tarantula, Tsunami, Cyclone. Now, now we're just saying words. Right? Yeah, we are just saying words at this point. But yes, I do remember a lot of these. Oh, man. I love. I, I used to love that show. I'm sure it would be super cheesy now. Oh, incredibly. Yeah. I like go sure. back and watch in uh, Power Rangers. I'm sure oh, like oh, all of it is on YouTube. I'll bet nobody cares enough to take that down. Well, there's one way to find out. <laughs> so check it out. Is it, anyway, did, yeah. did anybody do anything? <laughs> um, well, I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Before you, before you do that, um, someone has stitched all the entirety of season one of WMAC masters into a six and a half hour YouTube video. <laughs> There you go. Actually, take that back. Someone has turned the entire series in into a uh, nine-hour YouTube oh video. God. So yes, you can watch the entirety, beginning to end, WMAC Masters on YouTube because no one cares. <laughs> nice. Oh man. So anyway, one, <laughs> this one guy off. looks like <laughs> looks like Guile from the Street Fighters movie, but like they uh they they like vacuum formed him. Like, <laughs> like they sucked out all the air, so he's like all shrunken down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So anyway, yeah. Checkouts. Did you ever finish uh, B Stars, Cody? Oh crap! We didn't. We forgot. Uh, so anyway, I know I mentioned it mid-show last week. I think. We. I mean, we can still talk about it. Just yeah. Just no spoilers. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, B Stars is an anime uh, series on Netflix. That is uh, animal people, kind of like Zootopia. But not it's, for children. Yeah, it is definitely <laughs> not for children. It's it's R-rated Zootopia. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Can you imagine a parent accidentally putting that on for a kid? 
Oh my god. <laughs> the main conceit of this show is that there's this wolf guy who can't tell if he's in love with this rabbit girl or wants to eat her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and him like dealing with those emotions in an animal world where like all the predators have to eat vegan food. No, that's not necessarily true. Well, yeah, there's oh, there's cool. like the black it's market. Taboo. It's yeah, it's taboo. It's sort of taboo, but the black market's legal. It's you can't students at the school, uh, predators at the school can't eat meat. Yeah. So basically, you you have to wait till you're an adult to be able to eat meat. How far did you get into the show, Cody? I don't remember. I want to say we were like at least halfway. Okay, but you know about the black market then. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, yeah, but it is, I really can't tell if I liked it. I really can. It's, it's weird. It's weird from like a lot of points. <laughs> a lot of angles. <laughs> and it's really weird because did you watch, are you watching it in English or are you watching it subtitled? I'm watching it dubbed. Okay. The fact that the, the, the bunny girl is Fink from OKKO. OK oh my God, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't realize that was Fink. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, it, no. Yeah. It's it really dark near the end, though. Yeah, it, it has dark vibes all through the beginning. Like. Oh, yeah, the a student's murdered, like, on yeah. the set, and they don't even, like, like you don't even get who did it huh. in the in the whole, whole season. Like, I have a theory on who did it, but I, it's not it's not said. Gotta oh, save yeah, that and, for season two. And the fact that, like, they just call it being devoured. <laughs> they, use, they use that word a lot. When another animal is when a, when a, when another animal is killed by a predator, they are being devoured. Hmm. It's really weird. Oh, and I, you know what I think another another thing kind of weirds me out with B stars is like they they have a lot of like the animal proportion thing, kind of like Zootopia did, where like some animals are just really huge and others are like really really tiny. Like you see like mouse students almost getting stepped on stuff like that. But then you got like. Some of them have, like, animal-looking eyes, and some of them have kind of, like, anime eyes. And it's weird. To, and for some reason, it's, like, a weird disconnect in my brain. Like, the little bunny girl, Haru, has, like, bunny eyes. And every time she's just looking, it's weird. <laughs> and it's got that... It's got that... And it's got that that CGI, like... Yeah. Like, stink on it. <laughs> yeah. Like, fu- like, you know, cloud around it. And so everything just kind of looks weird. And Lagoshi's always slouching and just looks like... I don't like you look at him. He's he's probably like seven feet tall, but he's always like hunched over like some kind of weirdo. Like he's trying to like hide or how big he is or whatever. Well, because he because he's not comfortable with his status as a predator. Yeah, he's not. (laughs) And his on all his and all his best friends are dogs (laughs) (laughs) like Jack. I mean, it's it's a weird show. It's an interesting show. I mean, I'm not sure. So when does uh, Bojack Horseman show up on this? <laughs> I think I think while I was watching it, I think I did make a Bojack joke, <laughs> but no, he does not show up. I think I think it's a different enough show that it's interesting, and that makes it a fun watch. But also, I mean, I hope you're okay with either violence, blood, and um, sexual situation. <laughs> it's not for kids. <laughs> no, it is not for children. It is not. It is not for the for the wee ones. Despite being about cartoon animals, it's not for kids. Though the opening is pretty dope. It's got that electro swing kind of thing going on. 
like Cuphead had and, you know, stuff like that. Speaking of cartoon animals, uh, we watched Scoob, the new Scooby-Doo movie, the other day. Oh, yeah. Um, how, how was that? It was it was pretty good. It was weird. Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> I don't know. But, There's no Matthew Lillard. See, I don't understand why people are so upset about that, because he's he wasn't shaggy originally anyway. No, but he's been shaggy for a long time. Yeah, but I mean, for me, it's it's Casey Kasem. Well, yeah, that's what we <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah, like they already changed it once. I think that that seal has been broken. Well, I think it's more like I think I read somewhere that him and the girl who does Daphne. Grey Delise. Yeah, we're supposed like they've been doing it for a long time and I guess they didn't find out they weren't doing it until like last minute or something. Yeah, and I'll I'll admit it is jarring for the first ten minutes of the movie to have all these wrong voices coming out of the Scooby Doo characters. It seemed very stunt casty the way they went through and cast all the characters yeah. in this. Nobody does a bad job though. I'm sure they I'm sure they do a yeah. fine job, but it just it seemed like it's like every every character had a celebrity voice attached to it and it just seemed very stunt casty. Except for Scooby, thank God. Well, yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah, they got Frank Walker does Scooby, which is good. Good, good. <laughs> it's kinda amazing. It's kinda funny, like this old man Frank Welker doing like a young Scooby. Yeah. And that he didn't get to do Fred even though he was there and that's who he usually does. <laughs> <laughs> so you said the movie was good though it was it was fine how was the uh yeah. in- inclusion of a uh, uh blue falcon and dino mutt into the whole I, mythos i really liked all there was a ton of hanna-barbera references sprinkled all through the movie and as somebody who spent way too much time watching boomerang when they were <laughs> you know like a, a tween oh yeah yeah i uh got a lot out of it <laughs> <laughs> I was just scanning every background. I'm like, oh my god, that's people's pet shop. Uh, that's Squidly Diddly. <laughs> <laughs> you see, that's why I liked the uh, Mystery Inc. show as much as I did. Because one, it had continuity. And two, they kind of talked about other mystery teen type teams on that, yeah. didn't they? There was like the, yeah. the Jabberjaw and uh, uh, Speed Buggy and stuff like that. <laughs> Very good speed buggy. <laughs> that was fantastic. A plus. Yeah. <laughs> ten out of ten speed buggy. Yeah, it's it's not as good as Mystery Inc. was, but it's I mean it's a good kids movie and is funny enough you can watch it as an adult and not feel like you're watching a total baby show. Oh, that's good. That's good at yeah. least. Because <laughs> that's what I was worried about the most when I put it on. I'm like, I hope this isn't just like for babies. Mm-hmm. But uh, but no, there there was good jokes in there, and and the animation is pretty good. Um, they do like a like a remake of the theme sequence, but in CG, and the backgrounds are like the same sparse, like crappy backgrounds they had in the <laughs> TV show. Oh and, really? And it looks it looks amazing. Like they they just really nailed it. the The plot gets really weird though. Like it's like some alien thing, right? No. Dick Dastardly. Oh, has, right. Dick Dastardly. That's it. Yeah. You don't want me to spoil no. it? Well, it's, they talk about it in the trailer, don't they? I don't think so. No? I knew Dick well, Dastardly it, was in it. I didn't know if he was... Well, I mean, I guess yeah. should have assumed he was the, the main villain of the, the piece he or whatever. Is. 
He has like a super villain flying ship that looks like his wacky racer's car, which is oh, cool. Oh, okay, cool. cool. <laughs> and Blue Falcon is actually the son of Blue Falcon. Oh, nice. And the way they redesigned his suit, he looks more like Captain Falcon than he does Blue Falcon. But <laughs> I think it's I think that's what got me is I didn't I thought it was just some superhero character they made up. I didn't realize that was the Blue Falcon. Oh yeah, that's the same as your Falcone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we were catching up on Harley Quinn last night. And speaking of not spoiling it, they they did something on Harley Quinn I didn't think they would do. And I'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> if it's if it's their ties to their relationship, I think they talked about it in an article like oh. a few weeks ago. You want to talk about that, what we do in the shadows? Oh, yeah, we've been watching uh, what, what we do in the shadows, the new season as it comes out. And it has been just, like, absolutely stellar. Just <laughs> hilarious. There, there's an episode where Mark Hamill guests on it, and he is just... Oh, my God. I was, like, screaming laughing. It was so funny. Yeah. Really? Oh, that's great. He's, like, he's like coming to find Laszlo because he, he owes him money for a room he rented however long ago. And he's just, like, trying to chase him down and, and get his money back. <laughs> and uh, and Laszlo being the absolute coward that he is just runs away and goes on the goes on the lamb <laughs> and assumes the identity Jackie Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need to get caught up on that show. Yeah. Oh, and and Mark Hamill's character's name is just Jim the Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> you know Vampire Jim. Yeah. Uh, Despite looking like a Victorian like vampire, his name is just Jim the Vampire. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> like it, it is probably like hands down my favorite show on TV right now. It's that funny. I keep thinking about starting it, but I'm trying to get caught up on a bunch of other stuff right now. The one before that has that. There's the energy vampire guy that they added. That well, not that they added that's different from the movie. And he's just like this like uh, white collar boring worker guy. Mm-hmm. And they, he, he gets made uh, the boss at his his work, his office. And it, he just gets out of control with power because now everybody has to listen to him be boring. <laughs> and that's how he feeds the energy off people. And he just becomes like super powerful. And it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I really need to get caught up on that show. I'm I'm super super behind. Yeah, I couldn't recommend that show anymore. Oh, yeah. It's the best. Nicole's never seen Star Wars, and so we finally buckled down and started watching Star Wars movies. Oh, cool. Timely since uh this past week was the 40th anniversary of uh Empire, yep. I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 82. Yeah. And uh and so she wanted to go in in chronological order. Cause she already knew the big, the big reveal. Um, I was like, ah, okay, whatever. So we went through and watched the prequel trilogy. Oh, okay. Is it as bad as I remember it being? <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> like the, just beating you over the head with the CGI-ness of it. And it looks bad. Like it <laughs> looks like, like some of the scenes almost look like command and conquer, like cut scenes. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what that's what you're going to get when you rely so much on 
CG and you don't mix in any practical anything, like mm -hmm. by its I nature, CGI ages uh, worse than practical effects. Yeah, that's why Jurassic Park still looks so good. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like, some of these scenes, especially like these wide sweeping shots of like, you know, the the Jedi Temple and things like that. I'm like, oh my god, it looks so bad. Oh, I <laughs> like there's like there's like this unnatural border around every, like all the actors. There's like one scene that sticks out in my head in Revenge of the Sith when. Anakin and Palpatine go to the space opera. Oh yeah. Yeah. With the scene with blue George Lucas. Yeah. The scene with blue George <laughs> Lucas for some reason when they're and, and <laughs> Palpatine is talking about um, Jedi master safe, who can stop death or whatever. No, 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 that was the, that was Darth Plagueis. Darth Plagueis. Darth, that's it. Darth, the wise. Yeah. Darth Plagueis. The wise. But uh, I remember that scene being particularly bad. Like the actors were clearly just two two folks on a green screen in a green studio, did not know what they were looking at or what they're supposed to be acting off of, and mm -hmm. everything was just drawn around them. I remember that one aging particularly yeah, poorly. That one looks really bad. Uh, there's one where like Mace Windu, Obi Wan, and I think maybe Yoda are standing in the, like the either it's either the Senate or in the Jedi Temple. It just looks really bad. Yeah. Um, the in Attack of the Clones, like the first time the clones show up in like the big combat scene at the end, Nicole just looked at me and she goes, "That looks awful." <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, "Yep, there is not a single real clone trooper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like all they have is the dude's head, but anytime you have them in full armor, they look like they look like straight garbage." <laughs> I mean, they looked a little better in Revenge of the Sith. Sure. Yeah, I remember. I remember Revenge of the Sith being like almost good. Yeah, and it was, and it was, and then we got like to the end of the movie, and like you know they're talking about like Padme dying of a broken heart and stuff. And Nicole's like, "This is some, this is some straight BS right here." What is? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, my 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 husband, you know, went evil and stuff. Oh, this sucks. She's oh, dying of I'm... a she's dying of a broken heart, and also being force choked. Things. Yeah. <laughs> but mostly the heart. Well, I actually read a I read a thing the other day uh, where they talked I think I don't know if it was in a book or a more recent thing where they said the reason why Padme was dying is because Palpatine was sapping her life force to keep Anakin alive. That sounds which, like which makes sense BS. It makes sense, <laughs> but also it that's a total cop out. That did yeah, not exist at the know. time of filming. Yeah, but given Palpatine's powers in the latest Star Wars movie, I think that's where the the article came from. Again, it makes sense, but that did not that was not the intended. Well, I always intended. <laughs> well, I, it was always my intention that Palpatine was siphoning the life force out of Padme, and he can he can just make people in in tubes. But uh, yeah, but Revenge of the Sith was definitely better than I remember. Uh, there was the one part where Anakin walks into the Jedi Temple and those little kids like, what are we going to do, Master Skywalker? And he turns his lightsaber on. And Nicole, Nicole just looks at me and goes, did he just murder all those children? <laughs> <sighs> and I'm like, well, you're going to have to wait and see. <laughs> there's, there's poor younglings. <laughs> Not the younglings. <laughs> Uh, what'd you think of that Yoda puppet from uh, Phantom Menace? 
Uh, I don't remember the, a Yoda puppet in Phantom off, Menace. I thought off, it was all CG. Terrible off-model Yoda puppet from Phantom Menace? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go to break. I'm going to find a picture of this Yoda puppet for you guys. And when we come back, we'll talk about some news. It's time to rock. It's time to rap. It's time for the mashed potato attack. the ladies and knock out the homeboys too this ain't the twist or the boogaloo the mashed potato is in the groove it's gonna make your body move make you snap crackle and pop i'm the master of hip Slice the loan. I take the beat. Oh, I'm the man on top. I can rock and hip hop. Other rappers getting sour. I'm the man of the So how about that Yoda? Ah, oh, man. That's really bad. It's like like the Phantom Menace Yoda puppet is like when you put pizza rolls in the microwave. <laughs> and classic Yoda is obviously pizza rolls in the oven. Uh, that was definitely not a staged reaction. That was totally, <laughs> totally a natural reaction that we just had about the Yoda puppet in Phantom Menace. Hey, we're back from the break. That was Mashed Potato Time by D.D. King. A.K.A. D.D. Ramon. If you didn't know, he had a short-lived uh, rap career, and you could tell it took off because he was very good. 
He is the best rapper. I would I would put him right up there with Macho Man Randy Savage as the best yeah. rapper. That was that was some kind of something. <laughs> yeah, that you can thank uh, No Dogs in Space that uh, music history podcast for uh, teaching me that existed. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, so hey, we're back from the break, so let's go ahead and get into some news. Uh, you know, let's go ahead and get the big one out of the way here. So this past week, HBO Go and Warner Brothers announced that in sometime in the future, in fact, I'm looking up the date, uh, some oh, sometime in 2021, HBO Max is going to be releasing the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League movie. Now... This has been an, a long-rumored kind of thing that existed. Zack Snyder left production of the Justice League movie and post-production uh, due to some um, really kind of tragic family stuff. But he didn't have final cut of his own film. And there's been a, a very large... Uh, Stream on the internet? A, a large group of people, yeah. There's been a large torrent of people that have been wanting the Snyder cut because they swear up and down. Oh, justice league would not have sucked nearly as bad if, if Zack Snyder was allowed to have his own vision of the film or whatever. So I mean, I've watched a few Snyder films It still would have sucked. Yeah. See, well, see, that's the thing. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of what I, what I want to get into with this a little bit. One, I don't like the way they have gone about getting this Snyder cut out into the public. It is very reminiscent of the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog thing where they need to, where there was a big online hullabaloo about wanting to fix the original version of the CGI Sonic. And in a similar fashion, the production company, uh, was that Paramount? Yeah. They caved and came in and fixed the, the Sonic, which, I mean, in that case, kind of made the movie better. But still... I, I still would... I would like to see the original version oh same here i absolutely the, the ugly cut <laughs> yeah the teeth cut. I'm, I'm still wondering if that was just at all a publicity stunt obviously though i would say yes except they had made merchandise with tooth sonic and you don't go that far to an extreme for a publicity stunt true typically I mean, and now you just keep calling him Teeth Sonic, and all I'm thinking is those ugly dolls that look like they have real teeth. Well, that's what he looked like. He looked like an ugly doll with real teeth. Yeah. Sonic doesn't have real teeth. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm interested in seeing what happens with this uh, cut, this new cut of the Justice League movie. I don't like the way that it was brought about because it is emboldening people to just bully production companies and things like that into getting their way and i don't know there's something weird about it something doesn't sit right with me well because eventually going down that road every film will be made by a by twitter and reddit yeah it'll be made by committee and it won't be yeah. good yeah no i agree i agree now it, it, okay. it's definitely a slippery slope well look at look at the third star wars sequel that one was basically written by reddit and it was awful and it was yeah and it was awful <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so taking that out of the equation, what are your thoughts on the Snyder cut versus the theatrical cut of this film? You can't polish a turd. <laughs> yeah, a, that's that's yeah. Go ahead. It's a bad movie. Like, are they going to reshoot the whole thing cuz that might make it better? 
Yeah, I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you. In the interest of playing devil's advocate, I can kind of see the appeal of seeing what the yeah, movie like would a, have been like as like a one unified kind of vision from beginning to end. Because oh yeah, very if rarely that movie was tonally all over the place. So. Yeah, it yeah, and if they were to at least correct the tonal issues, I'm not saying the movie itself would be any better. Because again, like you said, you can't you can't polish a turd. Yeah, but <laughs> with things cut slightly differently, I there's one fight scene in particular that. In the finished project, it was definitely re-edited by Joss Whedon to have taken place in the daylight and all of their costumes looked weird because they're the costumes for the movie, what they were designed to be shot in low light and uh, day for night, that sort of thing. And oh, you're talking about the... Uh, when Superman comes back. Yeah, the resurrection scene. Yeah, and all of their costumes look weirdly... Uh, <laughs> like the saturation was cranked way too high on it. Because their suits weren't designed to be seen in full light, or at least that the the version of the costumes used in for to film that scene. So I'm interested in that in that sense to see what one unified vision of the film would be. But then again, we had one unified vision through Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, and those were both cold burgers on a paper plate. Oh, Batman v Superman was the lowest point. I think it, Justice League was at least better than that movie. Yeah, but how much of that was Joss Whedon correcting, course correcting, and adding levity to? Yeah, that's true. So you're so you're saying it's possible it might be worse. I'm saying it might be worse. It is 214 minutes long. Oh lord, which is over three and a half hours. Oh no. So thank are you, you prepared for three and a half hours of? Batman, I fight Superman, Justice League. (laughs) Martha. I saw a joke online. Someone said that the Snyder Cut version was um, brought about because they, all of the uh, folks at Warner discovered that their mother's name were Martha. (laughs) That's how they they were convinced into doing this. Why'd you say that name? Why'd you say that name? (laughs) My mommy's name is Martha, too. Yeah. We're best friends. Uh, yeah. Batman I need v to Superman bring up the Harley so Quinn show again. Yeah, go for but, it. Uh, That's a much better did, show. Yeah, they did an episode that was all Batman, and Harley's not even in it. Really weird. Yeah, but the opening is like two like nerds on a couch, like complaining about the about the Harley Quinn show, and one of them has a T-shirt on that says "Release the Snyder Cut." Oh my god. Yeah, and the other one's shirt says, uh, the, the Last Jedi isn't canon. Oh, no. Uh, oh, my God. But they, they basically, like, blast that, like, that kind of nerd oh, so hard God. just within the course of, like, two minutes, like a two-minute cold open. That is oh, great. That is, that is great. I haven't seen any of the new episode of Harley, or the new season of Harley Quinn yet. It's It continues to be excellent. <laughs> They've really upped a lot more Bane this season, which is good. Oh, that well, that's good. He is the kind of the breakout star of that of that show a little I bit. I mean, he was probably going. He's probably threatening to blow up the studio. <laughs> Stupid show won't let me have more screen time. I'm just going to blow it up. <laughs> well, there's a point where he teams up with Two Face, and he's making this like billboard about 
Two Faces making this billboard about them teaming up, and it just says Two Faces, and it has Two Face and a shadow on it. He's like trying to downplay Bane all he can, <laughs> and and Two Face is like, well, that shadow, that's you. And he's like, what was the line? It's like that that was a shadow I was born into, but it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> that show that show has no business being as good as it is. <laughs> I can see the potential of it being that good, and that's what I was hoping we were going to get out of it. And then they absolutely delivered. Yeah, we are getting abs- the absolute best version of the Harley Quinn show that we possibly can. Yeah, like the casting's great. the The writers are right on there, and it's. It's great that Warner and DC are kind of allowing the writers to just do whatever. Yeah, I mean they're they're killing off like tentpole Batman characters like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey, speaking of DC television series, uh, did you hear that news that uh, Ruby Rose is leaving the Batwoman CW show after one season? After yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh man, I hope everything's okay. I'm like. I know they're not saying, but I'm like, now I'm just really nervous. Yeah, that's wild. Like, and they're just going to recast her, I guess. Yeah, that is kind of a weird, weird thing. Um, There really hasn't been any real reason for the departure, although I have a feeling she, I don't think she was really happy about kind of where CW superhero show characters, like actors end up. You know how Stephen Amell, basically all he does now, like his career is now going from convention to convention. Yeah. Signing autographs and bringing home trash bags full of $20 bills. Uh, <laughs> seriously, that's, I mean, that's an interview that he gave once. He talked about that going to cons is like the best thing because he said, where else can you go? Uh, can you leave a hotel with trash bags full of $20 bills? <laughs> Yeah. That sounds disgusting. It that does. sounds like something Frank Frank Reynolds would say on Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's the truth. I mean, uh, a lot of yeah. those. Yeah, I mean the bat the the background. A lot of times when you get celebrities at cons, they pay like a a one time fee for their booth, and then whatever they make on their autographs, they they clear. They just it's it's all take home. So like say if they they bring a five hundred dollars worth of of uh, glossy prints and their table costs them seven hundred. As long as they break seven hundred dollars at twenty bucks a pop, everything else is out, is free and clear. <laughs> and a lot of times those autographs are more than that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like and an, uh, Stephen Amell will do like. I mean, shoot. I mean, bet his his are like fifty bucks for a signature and a hundred and fifty for a autograph or like a picture or something. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I don't. I bl- I I have a feeling Ruby Rose was not up for becoming that type of actress, which is fine, which is totally fine. If that were the case, though, why did she take the role in the first place? Yeah. Well, I remember she was really excited about it because they probably handed her a fistful of cash well not just i mean i read i don't know about that but i just know i, I read in an interview where she's talking about how she you know watching superhero shows and things like that they never had a character that she felt she identified with sure and you know so you know being able to play bat uh, batwoman 
was really important to her. An openly lesbian uh, uh, character. Superhero. Yeah. Yes. Superhero, sure. Yeah. And, and, and who's, uh, who's, who was the starring lead character of her own show, because there have been LGBT characters in other shows, but not a, a headliner, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, it just makes me really wonder what's going on. Is, you know, did something happen? You know, She's tired like, of being in Vancouver for six months out well, of the year. Well, that could be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I was more wondering, like, you know, you know, did something happen behind the scenes that was really awful? Did yeah. something happen online? You know. And that that could also have been part of it. We just don't know. And you know what? We probably will never know. And I mean, it's really none of our business. The, <laughs> exactly. the fact is they yeah. they're going to need they're going to recast the character which is kind of unprecedented. Especially for the CW superhero shows. They usually don't recast. No. Typically not. I have seen on Twitter that I can't think of the actress's name, but she plays Detective Perez. Stephanie Stephanie Beatrice. Beatrice. Yeah, she's been she's been lobbying pretty hard. Um, yeah, and since, that'd be fine. And I She'd would be, be a good Batwoman. Yeah. She would be great. Yeah, I'd be up for it. That'd be awesome. But, uh, but no, it's just kind of a weird... A weird thing that they're going through with the uh, Batwoman show. It'll be interesting to see where it ends up. Speaking of which, have you guys seen the trailers for the Stargirl show? I keep seeing the ads for it, but I don't think I've actually watched the trailers. It doesn't look bad. It looks like it's... I mean, she looks like Stargirl. I'd watch it, yeah. Yeah, it's very much based off of the Stargirl series that Jeff Johns wrote. Um, That was actually one of the first... It was one of the first, if not the first thing he wrote for DC, and he is executive producer, and he's head of DC. He's like the head DC liaison between the comics and their television, their media output. Uh, but his uh, Stargirl is very near and dear to his heart. He wrote the series. The character, um, uh, Courtney Whit- Whitmore, Stargirl, is based off of his uh, sister, who was was in a hit and run was killed in a hit and run like right like his him writing Stargirl was him working through that wow yeah yeah it's yeah Stargirl is is like one of his like major like that is his thing but the show itself looks like a it looks like a lot of fun it looks like it's going to be pretty funny uh a little a little more uh lighthearted than some of the other CW shows. It's definitely more on the flash end of the spectrum instead of the arrow. It is interesting that Luke Wilson is a major character in it. Yeah. That's, that's kind of cool. Uh, Joel McHale is the original Starman who dies in the first episode, <laughs> but, uh, but no, it's, it's interesting. And it looks like they're bringing in more of the justice society and they're doing a lot of like legacy characters, characters whose parents or grandparents were part of the original Justice Society that served in the on the team during World War II, that sort of thing. Which just the Justice Society comic was very much in that vein as well. It's about legacy. It was about taking up the the mantle from other people, that sort of thing. I don't know. It just looks cool. I mean, it'll be definitely interesting because it'll be a a way to you know, she is a a character that a lot of you know people don't really know about. Yeah. Yeah. But heck, I think the most I think the most exposure I ever had to Stargirl was like, Justice League Action. Now. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> she's in that quite a bit. She has a great character design in Justice League Action. Well, everybody does. Everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm interested in seeing where that goes. Hey, why don't you tell me about these uh, Super Nintendo and Nintendo games that are on the Switch now? Uh, just I think yesterday they added 
uh, three new Super Nintendo games to their Super Nintendo Online and one NES game to the NES Online service on the Switch. And unfortunately, they're not big names, that's for sure. (laughs) For Super Nintendo, we got... uh, I can't even remember what they are off the top of my head. We got Wild Guns, which is like an arcade-style third-person... I mean, uh, art shooter game, which is I mean, it's not a bad game. No, I've played it before. It's not it's not terrible. But it also nobody was asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> and they just they recently did a sequel to it too, I think. That's probably on the eShop. Um the other one was Operation Logic Bomb, which is like a twin stick shooter that I've never even heard of before. I've never heard of that game. Yeah. I played it a little bit last night. It's fine. It's weird. I don't even. You just walk around and shoot stuff like a like those top down levels in Contra that nobody likes. Oh yeah, yeah. This, yeah. yeah, but this is the whole game. And the other one's Panel Day Pawn, which is a Japanese puzzle game that's still in Japanese. Oh really? Um, okay. Yeah, but I mean, it's a really fun puzzle game. It's if you've ever played the Pokemon Puzzle League game, I was gonna say it looks like Puzzle League. Yeah, it's it is that exact game, but this this one's about anime fairies, which is why we didn't get it in America. Oh, <laughs> I mean that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it was released in America as a Tetris Attack, and and was Yoshi's Island themed. Oh, okay, okay. Which begs the question: Why? Oh, they, I can tell you right now why they didn't put Tetris Attack on there because it has the Tetris name in it. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would they would have to license that for, and there's no real good reason to spend that kind of money. Yeah, yeah. So we got Panel Day Pawn, and you just kind of have to guess on the menus because they're in Japanese. <laughs> Once you get to the game, though, it's it's not an issue. Because it's just matching it's, shapes and colors. <laughs> right. I was going to say, yeah, if it's like po- uh, Pokemon Puzzle League, then yeah, it's Jordan will be happy. She loves Puzzle League. Yeah, it, it's probably the best game of the bunch, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and on NES, we got Rygar, which that's a that's a good game. Rygar and his battle yo-yo. Yeah. I mean, it was the first kind of like platformer with like adventure elements in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, that's that's the only one out of this bunch that I've played, but and I and, and I enjoyed Rygar. Yeah, it, it was kind of groundbreaking for its time too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it has you know historical relevance at least. But it's weird that they only put one NES game on there. And here we go, Rygar. My, <laughs> my theory, Rygar for Smash. Yeah, that yeah, <laughs> yeah that wouldn't be terrible. Yeah, yeah, he's ob- yeah. just obscure enough. Yet, yeah, we still can't get Donkey Kong Country. That's that is kind of the big That's one. That's all I care about. Yeah, no. I, I, I'd I make an argument that maybe there's some kind of deal with Rare or something why they can't. There's not, though. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And also the fact that it's on the NES Mini, or the Super Nintendo Mini. Yeah. At least the first one is. You can buy all three of them on the 3DS. I tell one you what. The 3DS, yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, you know, you know what <laughs> exactly. <a> <laughs> You know what it probably is? Um, so when it gets close to time that, like, I want to say 75, 80% of their user base, it's time for them to re-up their Switch Online subscription, that's probably when oh, they'll yeah. drop a whole bunch of really good games. And yep. I imagine they're probably saving it for some time around then. 
I mean, that's when we got the Super Nintendo games. Yeah, exactly. When it when yeah. one year was up and it was time for everybody to renew their mostly pointless online subscription. Yeah, they dropped a whole bunch of Super Nintendo games. Yeah, and they're not going to they're not going to do a Nintendo sixty four online thing because those games are just big enough, I believe, that they can do individual releases of those. Yeah, or at least maximize remasters. Yeah, yeah. So I. There's been a rumor floating around for a while now that they're working on a Nintendo uh, Mario 64 remaster. Oh, I don't doubt it. Yeah. And this was the same rumor that said they were working on a new Paper Mario and they, it turns out they were. So Yeah. Yeah, I, I have no doubt that say. Yeah, Mario 64 uh re- remaster. They've remastered Ocarina of Time so many different times. I have no doubt they'll probably end up doing something similar with that. You know, get some of the big uh, 64 games as remasters it's gonna happen so I, so they're they're really gonna have to bank on uh, loading up their nintendo and uh snes library yeah so. i've been playing the original paper mario lately just because they announced the new one and i i realized i'd never actually finished it really and it and it holds up really really well it's still a fantastic video game oh cool is that the one that was on gamecube no, it's on Nintendo 64. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is actually one of the few games we talked about Puzzle League. Uh, that's the other game Jordan has played. She has <laughs> two games with her Super her uh, Nintendo 64, and it's uh, Paper Mario, which she loves, and Pokemon Puzzle League, which she loves. Those are her two oh, favorite games. Paper so. Mario, they could they could release it now, and it would be fine. Like it hasn't aged a day. Oh, sure. I bet it has well, yeah, a, a lot it, to do it, with the it, art style. They don't have yeah, to update yeah, hey. graphics or anything. I mean, I would I would argue that it looks probably looks better than Mario sixty four because it's a probably oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but even from a game design standpoint, like it is still, it still stands up excellently. All right, well, hey, let's do a couple of really quick hits because we only have a couple minutes left of the show. Um, so Jason Momoa and P- Peter Dinklage are doing a vampire movie in which Peter Dinklage is playing Van Helsing. I'd there really it. isn't a whole lot of news to go along with that, except that it is something that is going to exist. And I think that's kind of great. I I imagine it's going to be at least partially a comedy. I, I feel like it would have to. Okay, you know what? Here's the plot synopsis. Dinklage will play Van Helsing, last in a long line of vampire hunters. He develops an uneasy partnership with a vampire, Jason Momoa, who has taken a vow never to kill again. Together, they run a scam uh, from town to town where Van Helsing pretends to vanquish the vampire for money. But when a massive bounty is put on the vampire's head, everything in this dangerous world full of monsters and magic is now after them. So So it's Dragonheart. It's the Frighteners. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. Jason Momoa is Alucard. He kind of is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know what? I'm I'm all for this one. That sounds that sounds kind of great. <laughs> Man, they did Alucard dirty in the latest season of Castlevania, too. I haven't I'm not, watched it yet. I, I haven't watched it yet. It. I haven't watched it yet, but he goes like full wine mom, doesn't he? Uh, kind of. And he's lonely, and yeah. he doesn't... He doesn't really get to do anything the whole season. It uh, kind of, it's it's still a really good season of the show. I've watched the whole thing, and like the last two or three episodes are just absolutely buck wild, cram full of stuff. See that like show is that show is great, but it needs to do a time jump at some point. 
show I, I want to see some other uh belmonts i want to see some other time time periods with dracula yeah yeah give me simon yeah, the, give me uh richter and maria richter yeah i mean they go with alucard anyway like give, give <laughs> me some soma cruise in there what the heck why not yeah. didn't they wait which one was that one aria of sarah yeah uh okay because I, I I know they mentioned the one in the first season. There's like a painting of the original Belmont or whatever. Oh yeah, that's uh, just Belmont. Yeah. From uh, Lamont of In- is it Lam- yeah Lamont of Innocence? I think the PlayStation Two one. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. That that nobody likes, but really isn't that bad. <laughs> it's been so long since I touched it. I don't even remember <laughs> liking it or not liking it. Yeah, it, it's not. It's a, it's perfectly okay. Mm-hmm. People were just hard on it at the time because it's not it's obviously not as good as the 2D ones because they're 2D Castlevanias. Now, now who are the characters from the Nintendo 64 one? Oh, the, the, the bad one. I think Maria is in that one, but I forget who the the whip man is. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's do some of that one. Let's see that because <laughs> that one had a skeleton riding a motorcycle and it. Yes, it absolutely I'm, did. <laughs> I'm here for that. Okay, and the last thing I have here, again, is another real quick hit. Uh, we Bear Bears, the uh, Cartoon Network animated series, is getting a movie. Kind of came out of nowhere. What do you guys think? Yeah. I think it's deserving of a film. I think it's a very cute and good show. It's yeah, it's I very like it. wholesome, and it's very it's smart. It's just a really good show. I don't think I've ever watched an episode of We Bear Bears that I thought was a bad episode or I didn't like. It did have that episode with Jason David Frank when they all pretended to be Power Rangers. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah. I saw, yeah, the, he... I saw, the, I saw the Charles Barkley one. <laughs> Boy, I was way wrong on this Castlevania. Castlevania 64 has Carrie Fernandez and Reinhardt Schneider. Oh, Reinhardt Schneider. <laughs> so terrible. You should, you should be voiced by Rob Schneider in the Netflix shows. but yeah give those bears all the movies they want yeah why not i mean it's it's a direct-to-video thing it's not going to be a um uh theatrical but still it's it's definitely worth your time that's how most cartoon network movies go they do a a straight to video or tv type thing like steven universe and regular show yeah that aired on on the uh, on the network All right, well, hey, we have actually hit time, so let's go ahead and wrap things up. You have been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline and leave a message at 586-372-8020. Uh, tell us who your favorite Belmont is. <laughs> Mine's Trevor, but that's obvious. <laughs> Mine's uh, Jay. What was his name from Aria of Sorrow? Julius. That's it. Julius Belmont. That's him. We are also on various podcast catchers like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. And uh, finally, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Pizza out.